Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 30th of May. The Liberals and Nationals will today choose their new leaders as Scott Morrison stands down after the party's election loss. Peter Dutton will become the first Queenslander to lead the Liberal Party when he runs unopposed for the top job. Susan Lee is shaping up to be the front runner to take the deputy position. Political consultant Terry Barnes says it's set to be a tough few years ahead as the Liberal Party tries to rebuild. Peter Dutton now has the more important job of unifying a defeated party, going through what happened on the last Saturday week, and more to the point, developing an alternative to the Labor government and to the Labor-Teals-Green alliance that is now dominating the federal parliament. As for the Nationals, Barnaby Joyce is preparing for a party room showdown with David Littleproud also running for the top job as well as Darren Chester. New South Wales and WA are the latest states to make flu vaccines free in a bid to stop a surge in winter cases. The program will be rolled out throughout June. The no-cost jabs are already available in Queensland and South Australia. David Heffernan from the Pharmacy Guild says the flu has already caught many Australians by surprise. The rapid hospitalisations, the rapid detected cases of the influenza type A strain has led impetus to this measure. The more people who can vaccinate, the faster we'll get herd immunity and coverage across the population. More than one and a half million Australians are now eligible for their fourth COVID vaccine from today. The second booster is now available to people with cancer and other complex health conditions, as well as those living with a disability. President of the GPs Association, Dr Karen Price, says it's another layer of protection. It's really important as we come into winter to make sure we keep the load off our hospital, but to equally protect um, the most vulnerable and protect those around us. So, Um, winter boosters we're calling them for these people but uh, I remind everybody also to go and get their flu shots as well. Overseas now, the US President and First Lady are in Texas where they've laid flowers at the site of last week's mass school shooting in Uvalde. Joe and Jill Biden then are headed to church to attend mass and also met with the families of victims, survivors and first responders. It comes as grief turns to anger after new details emerged over the bungled police response to the mass shooting. Officials have admitted it was the wrong decision to not try and break into the classroom sooner where the gunman was, saying there's no excuse for more than 40 minutes of inaction. Back home now and an icy blast is sweeping through many parts of south and eastern Australia today with temperatures plummeting. Helen Reid from the Weather Bureau says it's set to be an early start to winter with a number of weather warnings also in place. We are expecting there to be um, vigorous, um, even damaging winds with this system. Uh, We're expecting snow to lower levels and, yeah, we might even get a thunderstorm through there. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Tasmania and tributes are pouring in for a local man who's been killed by Russian forces in Ukraine. The father of three has been remembered as a larrikin and a hero. Our reporter Rachel Burke has more from Hobart. 
47-year-old Michael O'Neill was tragically killed in Ukraine last week. The truck driver from southern Tasmania was providing humanitarian assistance, driving the wounded from the front line when the enemy fired, ending his life. He leaves behind three children and five siblings. His mother, Elizabeth Rickard, says she's proud but very sad. He always liked to barrack for the underdog. If you like, yeah, go into bed for anyone that was, you know, having a bad time. While DFAT is providing assistance to Mr O'Neill's family, Tasmanian Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe says the state government is also ready to offer a helping hand. We're there to uh, support the family and support the community and the loved ones and friends of Mr O'Neill who I know are grieving. To Victoria now and drug offenders will be given a second chance under a new sentencing trial in the state. They'll be able to enter an intensive rehabilitation program instead of being sent to jail. But as our Melbourne reporter James Lake says, there is a catch. It's certainly not a literal get-out-of-jail-free card task. The first requirement before any offender can get access to the program is they must plead guilty to their crimes before getting into the county court. The rehab option will be made available to up to 70 people in the first year. There are some exclusions, though, as well. Anyone who has caused physical injury or committed a sex crime will be excluded. Keeping clean from drugs and alcohol will also be a requirement to go through the intensive rehab program. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The US received some positive news on inflation and as a result, stocks surged. So the local market is set to spike higher today. Yeah, it was real good news. Since early January, US and our stocks have been sliding, but Wall Street has been way more negative because of higher inflation and the expectation of many more interest rate rises. Then along came a lower inflation reading for April and stock buyers came out of their bunkers with the tech-heavy Nasdaq index up 3.33%, which is huge for one day's trade. Our market is tipped to kick off 1.2% higher today. And staying with economic matters, Peter, interesting to note uh, important economic growth numbers are out midweek. Yeah, these are March quarter figures that had COVID and flood dramas in them, which were not good for the economy. On Wednesday, we get our national accounts, which is like an economic school board, and economists are forecasting a 0.6% rise in growth for the quarter, or 2.9% for the year, which is down on the December number of 4.2%. Economists will be keen to see the wages story in the data, as this will have implications on inflation and then how high our interest rates go. And Peter, he's certainly not going away with his power play at AGL. A new development with Mike Cannon-Brooks. Yeah, Cannon Brooks is the founder of tech company Atlassian and he bought 11.28% of AGL shares to stop the board splitting the company into a renewables-oriented retailer called AGL Australia and a coal business called Axel Energy. Cannon Brooks wants to keep the company as one and progressively close down the coal business to replace it with clean power-creating alternatives. The company needs 75% approval to break up the company and it looks unlikely with only a few weeks till voting starts. Peter, thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, it is origin time. We are super excited. And New South Wales has unveiled its team list with Queensland set to release details for their lineup later this morning. 
Yes, good morning, Tash. We love Origin time. Let's start with New South Wales because we know their squad. Brad Fittler naming a 22-man extended squad for Game 1. And there's a lot of potential debutants. In fact, six. Katoni Stagg, Stephen Crichton, likely to form the new-look centre combo. Joseph Suwali, the teen sensation from the Roosters, is also in line to debut. Now, the big omission is Josh Adokar, not in there. Daniel uh, Tupo has been picked ahead of him as the winger. Let's get an explanation on that from the coach Brad Fittler speaking to Channel 9. Well, I'm surprised that people would be surprised. Uh, he's pretty much been the best winger for a number of years. He's always on my radar. I've coached Toops in the City team and State of Origin previously and I've always loved him being part of my teams. Now, the Maroon squad will be unveiled at 9am this morning. We've got a few hints on it, though, and they will also have some debutants, Selwyn Cobbo and Ruben Cotter among them from the Broncos and the Cowboys being rewarded for their strong season so far. And Slater says past performances in the Origin arena will count as well. What players have done in the jersey in the past, you know, and their current habits, you know, their actions that they're performing on the field, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, that's, you know, that's what they're going to be leaning on when they become tired and fatigued in an origin game. Yeah, game one rolls around, not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. Can't wait, Tash. Yeah, absolutely. You missed out on the team again this year, Brett? Unfortunately, yes. I'm from Victoria, so they can't find a spot for me. <laughs> and also making news this morning, Brett, an instant classic at the G yesterday with Collingwood claiming bragging rights over its arch rival Carlton. Yeah, this was just an incredible game, an incredible crowd as well. More than 80,000 at the MCG yesterday. Crowds have been down this season, but with the Blues in red-hot form, Collingwood having some surprise wins and really promising signs under their coach, Craig McRae. They turned up in force yesterday. Craig McRae and Michael Voss, former teammates at the Lions, so uh, McRae getting bragging rights over his former premiership captain, and uh, McRae admits the taste of victory is sweet this morning. I love winning. I must admit, I do. I love winning. I've always loved winning very competitive person and any time we get a chance to sing a song it's, uh, it's a great thing for our fans. Now the Blues almost overran them kicked the final three goals of the game big concern though for them Jacob Wietering their star defender going down with a shoulder injury and Michael Voss admits it doesn't look good. We think it'll be more on the major end than the minor end so he'll he'll go see the surgeon um, early this week and we'll decide whether he has uh, surgery so I mean, if it ventures into that space we're, we're probably more talking the, the more longer term five or six weeks. And with so much footy going on of course there's some other sport around this morning as well. Uh, in Formula One, Sergio Perez claimed his first win of the F1 season, taking out the Monaco Grand Prix. To take his third victory in Formula One, it's Perez in the Principality. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Now, Charles Leclerc started on pole position, ended up finishing fourth. There were some tie dramas for him and Mick Schumacher was involved in a big crash as well. Bit of a scare for Rafa Nadal at the French Open in the fourth round, but got through in five epic sets against Felix Auger-Oliassime, who's a rising star from Canada. Novak Djokovic also getting through to the final eight there at Roland Garros. Massive weekend in sport. Thanks so much for the update, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And the Queen has given us a glimpse into the fun behind the formality of royal life with never-before-seen footage. It's featured in a BBC documentary called Elizabeth, the Unseen Queen, with the 96-year-old monarch speaking of the joy she experiences Rewatching old home videos. Families so often treasure their routines and embrace the roles, traditions and values. I see it in my own family and it is a source of great happiness. 
footage previously released ahead of the documentary included a photo of Princess Elizabeth with her engagement ring after Prince Philip's proposal. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.